Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. And on today's episode, my guest is Jill Lindquist, president and distiller of Raging Crow Distillery, located here in the Canadian Maritimes in Nova Scotia. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. And I am super excited to dive into everything Raging Crow and learn all about you and your gin. But first, as with all episodes, let's start by sharing what we are drinking today. And Jill, you get to go first because you're the guest. It's summer and the quintessential summer drink is a gin and tonic. So I am drinking a Raging Crow spruce tip gin and fever tree tonic with a zest of lemon. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And I too love the spruce tip gin. So I am drinking the Hiker's Martini and it's from our upcoming gin cookbook. Yay, more to come on that. It uses Raging Crow's award-winning spruce tip gin, vodka, and a touch of sherry. Yes, it's a strong one, but boy, is it tasty. And I am loving the spruce tip gin so much. And this cocktail really, really, really makes it shine. And in the notes, after show notes, people can get the recipe. Okay, so Jill, tell me the story of Raging Crow and how it came to be and where the name came from, all that really cool stuff. In the summer of 2016, it was actually June 2016, my husband and I took a wine tour to the Okanagan, the beautiful Okanagan. If you haven't been, highly recommend. Oh, yeah, amazing, yes. And we have a small hobby vineyard out back where we had would grow uh, a Frontenac Blanc grape and just sell it to Benjamin Bridge that went in Nova 7. So every year we always took a wine tour. The very first day of our wine tour in the Okanagan, we came across a small little distillery in the Naramata Bench called Legends Distilling hmm. and stopped in. And the young woman who gave us a tour turned out to be from Lunenburg. So perhaps that was serendipitous. And mm. while she's explaining the distilling process to it, it wasn't a huge operation. It was quite small. The wheels just started to turn. I started thinking, they don't have to worry about weather. They don't mm. have to worry about birds or raccoons. They're getting a finished product. So I was intrigued. I really didn't know a lot about distilling. I certainly know more now. I imagine, yes. When I came back, I just started looking at what was happening in the craft distillery world in Nova Scotia. At that point in time, there were nine distilleries. And I thought, you know, they're all a little different. I think there's room for a tenth. Started to come up with sort of ideas of what we'd like to do product-wise, what everyone else was doing. Then took a master distillers course, which funny enough was back in, in Kelowna. Yeah. Uh, March of 2018, had ordered our stills the month before I took the course and the stills arrived in July of 2018 and we opened our doors September 30th, 2018. Wow. And now we're producing award-winning spirits in a relatively short time frame. Absolutely. That is a fairly short time. And so where did the name Raging Crow come from? There's got to be a story to that. And we do get asked that. Our vineyard is called Goose Landing Vineyard because we're in an area where we have a lot of Canada geese. 
So when we were out walking in the vineyard, walking the dog, that we'd come up with this idea for a distillery, we thought, well, what can we name it? We didn't want it to be something with Canada geese. Right. So we always have a ton of crows here as well, too. And as we're walking, the crows are around us and they're squawking away. <laughs> and we thought something with crows. And then I thought they're raging. Are they raging because they want to tell us something exciting? Are they mad? What have they got to say? So we just kind of like the name because we could also do a play on product names. Right. Spicy vodka is called Raven Lunatic. Our traditional gin is called Cacophony. Our coffee liqueur is called El Cuevo Furioso, which is Raging Crow in Spanish. The beans we get for our coffee is from a local coffee roaster who's from Guatemala originally. So just a little homage to, to his background. Mm. In Spanish. So, yeah. Fun. I mean, I love the name. I think it's very unique and I love play on words. As people will know from this, I use the word gin in everything. So I'm all I'm right with you on that one. And it's interesting to find out that there's a number of people who come to the distillery and say they absolutely love crows. I mean, they're so tenacious and inquisitive and smart. So um, smart. A fun little project that we did was we have a barrel up on a 20-foot pole in a metal cradle that we call our crow's nest. Mm -hmm. And we hoisted it up there with a crane in August of 2020. And we're going to let it sit out in the elements uh, for a year. So we're hoisting it down in August of 2021. And we're going to see what's left in the barrel and how it tastes. This is the first time that we know that a barrel's been aged outside in the elements for 12 months in the heat, in the cold, causes the wood to expand and contract. Right. Distill it to go in and out of the wood. So it should really enhance the flavor of the wood into the rum. And we're calling it our crow's nest rum. So, wow. Exciting. Oh, I can't wait to try that one. You have so many unique ideas and I love that. I absolutely love that. So we already kind of covered why you started distilling, what would you say as a craft distiller in the Maritimes, which I have to qualify and Canadian is one of, you know, some of your biggest challenges. I was pleasantly surprised that how easy it was to actually get our license. Maybe that might be a little bit of a hurdle, but we've done our homework to get that. The Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation have been very good to work with in terms of getting any necessary permits that we do. Probably the biggest hurdle is the amount of government excise tax we have to pay on the spirits that it increases every year by 1%. So across the board, that's probably one of the most difficult things, that and the ability to sell across the country as well, too. Mm -hmm. So is that something maybe in the works, is to be able to sell across the country? Certain provinces, it's easier. And luckily, Nova Scotia is one of those. There's other provinces that, that it's far more difficult. So uh, mm -hmm. And a good spot being in the Maritimes. Absolutely. And we would love the rest of Canada to be able to experience all you have to offer. So let's talk about your gin products. I know you have lots of other products, which we can talk about too, but let's talk about specifically spruce tip and your traditional gin. I don't even know if I can properly say a cacophony. 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 A cacophony is a collection of items. And so with our cacophony gin, we put 11 different botanicals in it. So we, we just thought it's a collection of botanicals. It's a brilliant name. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, <laughs> okay. And where did you come up with the idea for spruce tip gin? 
Interesting enough, that was the first gin that we produced. And what triggered it, I saw an article on a spruce tip syrup that was to be used for cooking. Mm -hmm. And I'm a real foodie. I love to cook. And it was just really done with a simple syrup. But when I looked at it, I thought, hmm, maybe that might make an interesting gin. So in the spring, we picked, they're just the little bright green tips from the spruce at our property here at the distillery. And as well, I have a cottage about 20 minutes down the road in a very heavily wooded area. So we picked bagfuls of spruce tips and came back and mixed it with, there's juniper, coriander, some lemon peel and spruce tips. I intentionally didn't put any of those drying sort of astringent mm-hmm. botanicals that you can get in gin. I just wanted to make it a little softer. When we tried it, I thought it's different and it's really, really pleasant. It's uh, delicious. I was pleasantly surprised on how amazing it is. And in February of 2021, it won for the best flavored gin in Canada. It won a gold medal with distinction. We had submitted in the fall of 2020, six spirits to the Artisans Distilleries competition. And it's a blind taste test that's done across the country. They send it out to about seven or eight different judges, all the samples. And ours came back as the big award winner. So every spring we are busy collecting as many spruce tips as we can. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) To me, that would be a really good task to assign to teenagers. What other kind of fun gin stories or not even gin stories, they could just fun distillery stories. I'm sure you guys have all sorts of little like cool little things that happen all the time. Our second gin that we did was a Haskap gin. Oh, right. Haskaps, they're an ugly berry in the blueberry family. They're very tart, high in antioxidants. So we thought, well, let's play around with this. And what we did with our Haskap gin, again, we've got our juniper, coriander, some lemon peel in there, but we added a little bit of vanilla just to soften the tartness. And it makes a fabulous gin and tonic. It also makes a really nice gin cocktail with a little bit of our honey liqueur for the sweetness to combat the tartiness of it, some cranberry cocktail. So it's developed a royal following. And with the distillery, we use all natural products. There's no additives. And we try to support local wherever possible. So our hascaps actually come from farm just around the corner from us. Our spruce tips, as I said, we mm-hmm. locally, we have a honey liqueur. We actually have beehives on our property. Our coffee liqueur, the coffee beans come from a local roaster is about five minutes down the road and our maple vodka, a local maple producer, again, about five mm-hmm. minutes down the road for us. So we really wanted to support other businesses and just keep it all natural, keep it local. So you do get some sedimentation in our product. We filter it, but we don't want to filter all the goodness out. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And you also, aside from gin, do vodka and rum. And, and those other liqueurs that you mentioned. And we have a, a variety of liqueurs. We've got a rhubarb, a ginger, a blueberry. We are the first distillery in Nova Scotia to do a bourbon. Ooh. And we can't call it bourbon. Right. Because it has to be, we follow every regulation with the one exception that it has to be made in the United States. Mm. So, no, I couldn't get around that one. It is named, can't call it bourbon. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it won a bronze medal at the Canadian Artisans Distillers Awards. Mm-hmm. We also sent it off to the Canadian Whiskey Awards. 
And we won one of the big awards for it, the um, highly commended spirit maker for our bourbon. And that was just our first try. We released our first barrel in September of 2020, not knowing how it would be received. We sold, certainly sold out before Christmas. We are continually making bourbon now and filling a barrel with it, barrels. And then our next fun project we did after bourbon was we're the first distillery in Nova Scotia to make tequila. Tequila. Wow. I don't know that I've heard of any distillery in the Maritimes that make tequila. And like bourbon, you can't call it tequila unless it's in the tequila region. So ours is, can't call it tequila. (laughs) It's made with the 100% the blue agave syrup and there's some cane sugar in there and we're barrel aging it. So it takes a slight tint from the barrel and a little bit of flavoring from the barrel. Mm-hmm. And we're just playing around with how long we're going to age it for. It will likely be released at the end of the summer as well. Wow. Well, I look forward to that as well. Awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about your gins, your distillery, you, your, you know, anything else? So the gin story, mm-hmm. we started with spruce tip. Our second was, Pascap. And what I did not venture into initially was a traditional gin. Right. I'd heard horror stories of people, how long it took them, where I took the course, the distillery there, urban distillery in Kelowna, he spent a year and a half perfecting his gin. Mm. He had a very nice gin. So I was always intimidated. I thought, okay, how am I going to tackle a traditional gin? Finally thought, okay, let's just bite the bullet settle on what we like for botanicals because with gin, as you know, you can go floral, you can go citrus, you can go spicy. I wanted a little bit of floral, but not over the top. Right. The first attempt had a little too much lavender and a little too much juniper. Back those out a bit. So we'd done a, started with a spruce tip gin. Then we went to a Hascap gin. What I was hesitating about was doing a traditional gin. Horror stories of the distillery where I actually took the course. He spent a year and a half perfecting his gin. He had a lovely gin. I'm thinking, oh my heavens, there's so many varieties of gin. You can go floral, spicy, citrus, juniper forward. So I looked at what I liked, personally liked in a gin, and then took 11 different botanicals, distilled that, and the first rendition was a little too much lavender and a little too much juniper back those out and our cacophony gin is really almost what we call our 2.0 in that was our second try i liked it let's stop with 11 different botanicals trying to balance so and our cacophony gin won a silver medal at the canadian artisans distillers awards i think i'm stopping at (laughs) 2.0 i definitely agree i think you have a very fine-tuned instinct on what blends well and you just go for it I love that action taker just do it and see what happens don't dilly-dallying around for years you want to get that product out foodie I I love to cook and and I think distilling is also that just playing around with flavors and combinations and knowing what will work with what 
Absolutely. And we do have the love for cooking in common. I have been playing with your gins in the upcoming cookbook, and I'm not going to spill the beans on here because that's going to be in a little bit. But just so the listeners know, we do have a recipe with the spruce tip gin and the cacophony gin coming up in the new cookbook. And whoo-wee, so <laughs> exciting. It's so tasty. And I can't wait to share it with everybody. <laughs> What could be better? (laughs) Exactly. And people cook with all other booze. Why not gin? And so we are cooking with gin and we're going to change the gin category with food. Well, I was in England in the summer of 2019 and they are gin crazy. Yes. It's nice to see that trend is now coming over to North America. And there's such an array of gin out there and there's so much you can do with it. Exactly. And that's why we have Ginspired the podcast now, because we're getting the word out in not just North America, worldwide, but particularly to help Canadians and those south of the border in the U.S. to learn more about this most amazing of spirits. Okay, anything else you want to share? No, I mean, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and check out our website because we do ship across the country. Anybody who's, who's interested, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And there you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about Raging Crow Distillery. And thank you so, so much, Jill, for being here. My guess is I'll be having you back at some point in the future to talk more about food and what you'll be up to maybe in the fall or next year. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And be sure to check out our show notes for links to all the Raging Crow Distillery, social media links, website, all that great stuff. And the ginshop.ca for all your gintastic clothing and gin novelty items. Until next time, remember, let the party be gin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspire. Brought to you by the ginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note. Heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin. <laughs>